0: Hi, and welcome to The Curiosity Shift. We're here to unravel various perceptions and share our experiences in this chaotic and
1: ever-progressing world. If you're curious too, join our conversations. Let's ask the meaningful questions and connect to what really matters.
0: hello welcome to our seventh episode i almost said sixth but it's 7th (laughs) i i'm jenny i'm ella and this is the curiosity shift we made it seventh episode baby oh my god we're almost (laughs) to 10 isn't that so scary crazy but also kind of fun we made it seven episodes seven's my lucky number no me
1: too really yeah wait why because it's my birthday (laughs) Oh, it's in all my birthdays. So, like, 1997, July 17th. How dare you? Sevens! I got more sevens than
0: you. Well, probably. I'm on August 7th, and then my first house had sevens in it, and then so does my second house in hamilton
1: oh
0: so i think i just always saw sevens everywhere mm. as a kid and i was like that's my favorite that's number <laughs> that's <laughs> me
1: seven i don't think it has any
0: actual lucky
1: Seven's supposed to be like a national lucky number
0: i think seven 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 which i really like oh yeah. is like an angel number
1: oh yeah i don't know we must be angels <laughs>
0: Well, probably not because today we're going to get into some adult topics.
1: Oh man, (laughs) we're bringing it down now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's not actually adult topics. So today (laughs) we're talking
1: about adulting. First of all, how do we define adulthood? What are some difficulties that we've experienced along the way? What does it mean to you to be mature at this day and age?
0: I like how we just had a conversation about our favorite numbers. And now it's like, what does adulting mean to you? Are you an adult? Two minutes ago, we were listening
1: to the hoedown throwdown from Hannah Montana. So we're not not adults yet.
0: (laughs) My God. And why are we talking about adulting and adulthood right now?
1: I think it's because after just graduating, it's a huge shift from being the safety net of school until now everything is on your own. you choose your own career path, you choose where to go so it's just overwhelming for me at least.
0: Yeah, I have the same thing. I yeah. think there was just so much excitement from being a kid and being in school and then becoming an adult. It's like for our entire lives we were working up to this like point, looking up
1: to this point yeah, and yeah, now yeah. we're
0: here and it's like ah, it's not why? that great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because I always imagine like, oh, I can't wait to go to the mall alone without parental supervision. (laughs) That was like the coolest shit to me. Oh my God. But then now that I can do it, I'm like, but it was nice back then to have my mom there. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so I think we're just trying to figure out like what the heck is going on, especially just being like, you know, fresh adults. We're basically baby adults.
1: Mm. That's what
0: I always tell people when like they're struggling and when I'm struggling, it's like we only reached air quotes, adulthood, now mm-hmm. right and so that just means that we're baby adult we don't really know what's going on and we haven't really experienced adulthood right and all its glory dipping and dipping our challenges. toes in yeah yeah, yeah yeah so we're just figuring it out so we're baby adults
1: we're crawling right now that goes well into my first question then like how do you define adulthood like at what point why do you say that right now we're only dipping our toes in because some people might say 18 is the start of adulthood
0: yeah i mean i think there's a difference between like the law of adulthood I think there's legal age mm. and then there's adulthood, right? Right. And I've always seen adulthood as being, basically getting the self-responsibility of taking charge of your own life mm. and just having to do everything to your roles and figuring everything out like mm. with life
1: obligations your own choices basically adulthood is literally you do you I do think with adulthood comes with consequences one of the biggest things that I felt like okay I'm growing up now was when you make mistakes there's no safety net to fall back on there's nobody yeah. to back you up anymore like you have to own up to your own mistakes and how to solve them or if you upset somebody's feelings like whatever like there's no such thing as telling on somebody anymore it's like you have to fix your own mistakes that's
0: literally on you
1: yeah everything is on you with work that's one and number two it's interesting you said that legal age is different than adulthood because I definitely agree age to me doesn't associate with adulthood because everyone is on their own path everyone's Maturing in different aspects of their life in different ways. Like I have friends who have kids, so they're mature in that way. But I'm nowhere near of having kids yet. So, yeah, to put things into perspective,
0: I'm 24. You're 23. Mm -hmm. But I've known people in Hamilton who are like married. They have kids. Mm -hmm. They bought houses. Like by like societal definitions, like they are considered adults and they're doing adult Things, things. Right. But does that necessarily mean that they are themselves adults? Like you can see, Mm -hmm. for example, Donald Trump. He is very much a child. (laughs) And how old is he? Ancient. And yet he couldn't keep his mouth shut during that debate. It's like, what's his face? The mediator kept on having to be like, "Shut up! Wait your turn, (laughs) you freaking big ass orange baby." Calm down. (laughs) Anyways.
1: That's true. Maybe control is part of adulthood too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I did a little bit of digging into what adulting means. And a lot of the definitions go along the lines of grown up, fully developed and mature, one who has (laughs) attained maturity or legal age, and mature in age, size, and strength.
1: Size? Is there an adult size?
0: I'm like, that does... That's a lot. What
1: if you're short? What if yeah. you're petite? What if you're a little person? Wait, but have you ever gotten like, you don't look your age. I feel like I always look the ripe age of 14. <laughs> like, I think I just... Do you struggle with that? School? Like, did you ever get carded?
0: Um, I mean, I feel like at bars, everyone gets carded, but... There are times when I go to the LCBO and they and like they don't even oh, ask. Oh, LCBO do sometimes. There's <laughs> sometimes I'll give them my card and they'll look at me and they'll and they'll look at the card and they'll look at me and look at the card and then I'm just like, no, I really just look this way. <laughs> like yes, my cheeks are this chubby. <laughs> They're like, is this a fake? <laughs> right. And then because mature kept on popping up in the definition of adult, I also looked up mature, which uh comes up to fully or highly developed, having reached the limit of its time. What the heck? Um, <laughs> to evolve or reach full development and fully developed as a person, mind, etc. I found it really funny oh. that adult kept on mentioning maturity and size and age. Mm. And that kind of insinuates that like you reach a cap mm. and that's when you're like adult. And then for maturity, it's also, like, fully developed as a person and as a mind. It's, like...
1: That's interesting because I've never seen maturity as you reach a certain point and you're done. Like, you're continually always maturing throughout time. So, does society have this standard of now you've reached maturity? By checking off these boxes, you are now mature? Like... (laughs) I think that's misleading. Maybe that's why people are so anxious about like getting oh. grown and being grown because they feel like there's this checklist. They need to be like done. Yeah. Like they're
0: incomplete until they become yeah. an adult. But then you reach adulthood and you realize, "Oh my god, this is like a lifetime of learning there's and so experiences." Much more. Yeah. And then you get anxious again <laughs> because you thought you were going to be done and you're not done. But you it's like, like that
1: phrase, you, it's always about the journey and not the yeah. end goal, right? So yeah. yeah. Interesting, I found this quote that said adulting is taking care of your inner child the chase for your most confident self oh, and i nice. thought that was really nice because when you're a kid you have all these dreams that you're like oh i have these aspirations but then once you're an adult that's when you complete those aspirations and you're like one by one checking off all those dreams that you had as a kid so let's say once upon a time you wanted to be an artist then what's stopping you in adulthood to start painting out of the blue? Mm -hmm. So I think that's really cool. It's like you're taking care of your inner child. Whatever you wanted back in the days, you can still have now.
0: Don't you find it kind of funny though? Like as a kid, you're so imaginative and you want so much out of life. And then you reach a certain point where those dreams are kind of like crushed and you have to like follow the line of everyone. Like you have Mm -hmm. to follow the grain. So you kind of get like smushed like with your childhood and your youth. But then when you're an adult, now you have the power to do the things that you want and you have to almost look back to what you wanted as a kid and going back to your youth to Mm -hmm. achieve those dreams. Like it's kind of
1: like a weird balance circle yeah like what oh it's weird what do you define as naiveness because i used to look down on myself and others who had a naive or innocent view of the world what i mean by this is when we take on a project there's logistics there's things that you have to consider there are some people who are just dreamers of the world and i've had experiences where people are too idealistic about the big idea, but they're not honing down on how it's getting done. And I used to look down on that. I thought they were being naive about certain things. And like, I just thought that's not a mature view because you're not thinking about like how to get it done. You're just thinking about, I want that. And that's a very child mind, right? Like you want it, you, you get it. Whereas as an adult, you figure out how do I get there? Like, what are the mini steps before I get that big dream? So, what do you think about the naiveness?
0: I think I had the same as you. I mean, I think it's hard to say because I personally feel like I've always been, like, naive. I think I've always believed in, like, the better side of things. Having hope and kind of taking things as they are. Mm. And not really taking into account the reality of things. I think naivety is a lot of hope, ignorance. But is there like there's a bad nice... things in ignorance cuz there should
1: ignorance I... is bliss honestly ignorance is
0: bliss <laughs> and i think that leaves room for just being creative and just dreaming big you know mm. like i think i feel sad when i think about the childlike mindset that i used to have and like the mm. hopefulness and like the energy and that being squashed down like yeah.
1: Because like, Obviously, looking back, there's, like,
0: bad connotations, but there's also, like, it's kind of nice. I do
1: feel you get limited by this adult mindset of, like, what, how do I get there? Mm-hmm. Like, thinking about such ugh, logistic things, it keeps you from dreaming big.
0: Yeah. I mean, everyone, again, like, going back to your inner child type thing, like, it looks like a lot of people who are, like, living their lives, like, loud and proud or doing the things that they've always dreamed of. Like, mm. it's because they've kept in touch with their inner
1: child. mm So one of our questions is, what is maturity and what's society's perception of maturity? How do you compare the two? You said something about our friends who live their life out loud. And I actually feel really tied to that point because I feel like there's a lot of my friends who are living their best life. Some of my friends went to Banff recently for a backpacking trip. Oh, pretty. Right? And they backpacked for seven days and just camped. And it's really one of those like, YOLO, I'm doing it, right? (laughs) And I just admire that so much, that mentality of, I only live this one life. I'm going to prioritize living and doing what I want and checking off the bucket list. Whereas I currently feel very limited by my schedule at work, how many vacation days I have. At what point can we just say, quit (laughs) i want to do my own thing right now
0: i think that's your own value shift i think you need Mm. to just be able to have that click in your own head and see what's more important to you right now Mm. because i think i'm kind of along that mentality of doing whatever you want when you can Mm. and like booking trips and investing in things that might not seem like financially responsible (laughs) right now (laughs) But in the end, it's like going towards something that like I really enjoy Mm. and something that I'm going to develop
1: in the future. Mm. So yeah. I also think society really values stability as adults. So I feel like I'm being an adult by having stability, having a job for finance. So I think that's
0: where the societal definition and um, the actual definition comes in hand. Mm. I don't know if it's actual definition, but I think it's like a personal definition. Yeah, of adulthood, which is kind of like adulting, right? Like being an adult is taking things into your own hands and going through with your own life with your own values. And so I think societal definition has kind of like a weird checklist almost mm. of okay, now that you're done with school, you need to get a job. Now that you have a job, you need to figure out your financial plan.
1: It's like a timeline. When's your following.
0: relationship? Yeah. Right. When are you going to get married? When's your promotions? When are you going to get a house? When you are going to get a car? When you are going to get a child? There's so much like checklisting I think adulthood entails. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think actual adulthood is being responsible, accountable, and committed to life obligations. So that's the stability and the responsible part. Mm. Like you have to take care of your body. You have to take care of your values, mm. your friends, your health your connections, your jobs. You need to take care of all of those obligations. But then there's another part of a definition which I really liked, which is figuring out your values and living by them.
1: Because now- Something I have to do. (laughs) Yeah,
0: because now that you're an adult, you basically have the whole world, right? What now drive into your direction? That's your values. I think for you, you have like a lot of values and like stability and making sure that everything like feels safe and comfortable and in mm-hmm. its right spot before you do anything. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, I think I have a hopefulness to experience life and also a fear of not getting to experience life Mm. and so that's why it's like when i get the chance to travel i'll travel if i have the chance to learn something i'll learn something again like for example like start up a podcast do i know anything about starting a podcast no (laughs) do i need to spend money on mics no but it's because i have the value of learning so it's just living by your values Mm -hmm. i think
1: do you have a bucket list
0: oh that's a good question
1: my friend was telling me he has a bucket list and I was like, oh, I really got to start it. And I started typing oh, down no. <laughs> like some travel bucket lists, which we can probably even name in another episode, like where we ever want to go and why. I think that could be childhood really dreams. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We or do a childhood like, dreams one. But I think it's so important that you have that because it's your wants in life. But so many of my lists are like to-dos, to-buys. It's all the need to get done stuff, but... I never get anything that I want. I never write down anything that I don't have to do, but will do.
0: That's interesting. Do you think that's hindering your quality of life? Maybe, but maybe
1: it's also just during this time. I'm like, I can't (laughs) because of the pandemic. Okay.
0: okay. That makes sense. So I wanted to delve into the first definition, which is being responsible, accountable, and committed to life obligations. Mm -hmm. One of the words that stood out was responsibility. Responsibility is... A big word that comes with adulthood, right? And it's essentially two words, response and ability. So the ability to respond, decide, choose, further participate and engage in your life. The capacity and the willingness to actually be in the living moment. So I kind of Mm -hmm. liked the ability to respond part of the definition, which Mm. is pretty laid out. Oh my gosh.
1: Okay, this goes into emotional response. So from since I was young, I always wanted to be able to respond to every hard situation. Like I want to empathize to everyone's pain. I hated it when someone's family passed away. And at the time, I didn't have anybody in my life gone yet. I just felt so immature that I didn't know how to comfort them, that I didn't know how to be there for them. And in my head, emotional resilience is a sign that i'm maturing and i'm growing up Mm -hmm. because with more situations that i come by and deal with by myself the more capacity that i can relate to other people so to me that was like one of my biggest values where i just needed to mature emotionally and be able to deal with everything so it's interesting that you say it's the ability to respond because i wanted to respond emotionally to a various different uh situations
0: Yeah, that was kind of you like responding to life situations that were happening for other people. Mm -hmm. And in a similar sense, like now we have to figure out how we respond to our own life situations. But I think part of adulthood is, for example, like learning how to deal with deaths. Like before you were a kid, you didn't know how to deal with it. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't your responsibility to deal with it. Now, as scary as it is, if there is a death, that happens near us we have to know how to respond to that we need to figure out what to do and scary
1: scary one of the toughest situations for me was when my grandma passed away from cancer I felt like I had to be strong for my mom Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, I felt like breaking down too. But that was the moment where I said, okay, this is true adulthood where I don't get to just react the way I want to anymore. Mm. I needed to stand up for someone else. I needed to be strong for someone else and put my own feelings aside. I think a part of childhood is just reacting right away right? Mm-hmm. Like you wanted to cry, so you cried. So at the funeral, I remember thinking that, you know, I need to be here for everyone else here because my mom must be having an even harder time because she lived with her for her whole life, whereas I only got to live with her for my childhood, which is short. She also took care of her during the whole cancer situation. So anyway, that was just one of the examples of my emotional maturity definition. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it's tough, man.
0: Yeah, I think um, a big part Emotionally for adulthood is emotional resilience, Mm -hmm. how to communicate and express emotions, how to balance those emotions. Furthering from that, also like shame resilience,
1: Mm.
0: because how do you keep up with being a good person and how do you continue with your values? And when something bad happens to you or if you do something that is wrong or doesn't align with your values, right? Like, Mm -hmm. again, like, you don't have anyone to be your safety net. You don't have, like, an institution to hide behind or, like, a parent to hide behind. Like, that's all you. Yeah. And I think the shame resilience is really figuring out how to handle those emotions and respond to those types of feelings, especially with shame. The reason why I've delved into this more is because I think now that we're older and we have more ability to respond to things. I've been holding myself a lot more accountable and a much more heavier when serious things happen. Like for example, like if someone homeless is asking me for change or for help, mm-hmm. or if I witness any racism or sexism if, as a kid, if you responded to that wrongly, mm-hmm. you could still learn from like your parents telling you or right. like someone telling you, but now There's, it's like there was guidance. There was guidance, <laughs> but now it's all on you, yeah. I think the responsible thing to do is recognize when you're not staying true to your values.
1: Do research and when you see wrong, when you do something wrong, you reflect on it. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people definitely just bury that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think a lot of immaturity and childishness is when people hide behind armored responses Oh, yeah. Um, So when people use anger or they victimize themselves or... (laughs) You're already laughing. They, like, put on guards or they, like, redirect.
1: I'm rolling my eyes because my dad does that. And I'm like, are you a man-child? Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When Trump just literally just, like, shut up. (laughs) Being able to, like, respond and take responsibility for your shame.
1: Yeah. I do like that you said shame because so when we were in school, right? Like yeah. we had a community. We every day we saw somebody. And if you weren't feeling great, if you had a shameful moment, if you made a mistake, you can easily just talk to somebody right then and there because that was your community at the time.
0: Like you're always within reach of Around someone. Around people,
1: yeah. yeah. But then once you leave school, let's say you're, you moved out by yourself or you live with your parents, even your community is no longer there. And it's especially during this pandemic time, all of that reaching out is on you, which, internalized. Yeah, which I think also causes a lot of loneliness in adulthood because all our lives we've been used to just seeing people every day and we can vent about our feelings about the happenings of our lives if we chose so. But now, with adulthood, I feel like slowly, slowly, you get more lonely and you also don't get to meet as many people anymore because all of that is on you. If you want to meet anybody, you got to get out there, go to a bar, go to a club, pay for a club. (laughs) And I don't mean just like ns, 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 clubs. I mean like pay for pottery club, pay for a gym pass. Like all of that comes with money association. There's no such thing as just joining a university club and you meet a whole bunch of friends anymore.
0: Yeah, you really so... lucked out with Dragon Ball.
1: Just saying. <laughs> just saying. You got like 60 people in the club all at once. Honestly, now you have 60 friends. Damn. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, that actually goes into something that I looked into. I looked into adulthood challenges. Oh. And I think a lot of us are feeling these things recently. So what you just talked about, isolation. Mm. There's an adulthood challenge intimacy versus isolation. So you have the challenge of now you're more alone and having to deal with things by yourself, internalizing, you're a little bit more isolated. And isolation is also being fed by the fact that now everyone's on a different path. Like Mm. at least when you were like in school, everyone was kind of moving towards like the same direction. That's true. Whereas now it's like everyone is so much on a different path. Yeah. Your path is going to be different from my path, which is different from others. Even your
1: bestest friends are also on different paths paths and sometimes I don't talk to my best best friends for like three four months even
0: yeah because you don't really have anything to like connect on yeah on that level on the struggle level you know like there's some people who might be struggling to get a job and that's their main thing but you don't really understand that because you have a job yeah or like maybe you have a job but you have another friend who's gotten like promotion on promotion on promotion (laughs) like then you can't really like connect on that yeah you have people who have values on traveling on starting a family there's so many things that like you end up feeling like you're in it alone
1: Mm -hmm. because friendship is no longer based on proximity anymore and i think all of our lives up until school that's been the case Mm -hmm. where because we were close in proximity with our friends we just were friends with them but then once it's up to you to connect on different things quickly you realize how you don't connect on values yeah and these used to be best friends first during school you don't keep in touch anymore and that's okay
0: and that's like a scary thing, but yeah. it's. I think for most people, that's kind of been the case. Mm-hmm. And then they also touched on intimacy.
1: Mm-hmm. In terms of relationship?
0: They didn't really explain much on it, but I think personally, in a way, it's harder and it's easier to meet people. Like, for example, in school, mm-hmm. this is like probably the best opportunity you'll get to meet people that are of your age yeah. and of your similar University like was a blessing.
1: Honestly, (laughs) Honestly. I think university was fun because, okay, on campus, you get to just Approach anybody if you want to. I remember still talking to people in class randomly in my liberals because I didn't know anybody. And liberals, you'll I was just like, hey, you're beside me. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm (laughs) Ella. Nice to meet you. (laughs) You
0: get smashed with so many different people because it's like, oh, I'm in this program. I'm in that program. Like, how did we even get here? Like, oh, because it's a liberal. Yeah. And you're walking past people like every day. That's such like a big opportunity, right? Yeah. But then now, like,
1: where you go to work, you gotta
0: figure it out. That's (laughs) it. You work, which is. Like see people on the subway the and then when you're home you're tired <laughs> yeah chat up someone on the subway find your true love on the ttc you know
1: okay so before quarantine i used to look at people on the subway and think oh my god they look dead oh, like OB. well i mean like everybody right on the subway they just look so lifeless like some of them are half awake myself included during some of our sid times uh interior design program but i just remember thinking to myself i never want to be like that is that the definition of growing up
0: i think that's like the storytelling version of growing up like Mm -hmm. you know like when you watch like movies and shows they always paint the grown-ups as these like gray lifeless business people yeah and you you see the kids that's like the colorful the energetic yeah yeah like i kind of feel that in a way especially when i'm on the ttc i'm literally lifeless. i literally sit there and i'm like why am i alive oh no like i can feel my
1: eye bags like <laughs> growing out of my face and like enveloping me that only happens to me in the morning but in no, the yeah. afternoon i'm like i love the
0: colors whoa look outside the window <laughs> that's me forcibly yeah i'm like forcing myself to sometimes be like, like yeah i love sometimes it sometimes i
1: bop to music And I look like that idiot that's just like shaking her head on the subway. I
0: purposely make myself do that just so I'm like, I got to retain my youth. I'm (laughs) cute. Oh my God. It's actually hilarious. Yeah. And there's also like adulthood challenges, like health impacts of relationships. Oh. Which is interesting. They found that couples tend to take more care of their health than single adults do in their same age group.
1: Um, well, let's test it out. Do you take care of yourself more than... Oh, no. Do I take care of myself more than you do? Because I'm in the relationship.
0: I feel like probably. Because now you have like someone else to think about, right? But doesn't that take away from your self-care? Yes and no. Um, because, for example, like again generalization Mm -hmm. but it kind of makes sense like in my head because couples will most likely spend more time with each other whereas like singles are always out kind of like doing like whatever the hell um so couples drink less smoke less seek more help exercise more and more health conscious whereas i definitely know that like anytime i want to drink i'm gonna drink whether that be like nighttime during the podcast 2 p.m. in the afternoon. I'm gonna drink whatever I want. Why? Because yeah. I can. Um, oh.
1: Anyone? So it's like it's like being in a relationship has somebody else holding you accountable. Yeah.
0: Like, oh. what am I gonna do on a Friday night versus what are you gonna do on a Friday night? You're probably gonna go see friends or maybe you'll have like date night with your boyfriend mm. or maybe you're both like sleeping in.
1: Or you know what? When movie night. when you're calling each other at the end of the day yes. and he goes, "How was your day?" And you're like. I was in bed all day and you feel guilty. (laughs) Having that moment is pretty um, (laughs) shameful. (laughs) Yeah, but like, yeah, but now you're
0: talking about your day
1: versus like, Like you have this reflection. Probably
0: going out, just like, party.
1: Mm. Because then I thought the opposite because you would have more time if you wanted to, to pamper yourself and have your personal days. Whereas I don't think. I mean, I don't live with my boyfriend, so I don't know that aspect. But I imagine if I lived with a significant other, I would have less alone time, which means less self-care.
0: So are you talking about like mentally, like wellness-wise? Yeah, mentally. So mental wellness. Oh, think? is this
1: only talking about physical?
0: It looks like they're saying just physical. Oh, like physical impact. got yeah. it. For me, I'm probably going to skip meals more or like not drink enough water or like eat just jamaican patties all day right God, i had a really shameful conversation with a potential personal trainer she's like what have you been eating these days like tell me no shame like just tell me what you're eating realistically like i want to see how i can help you and i'm oh, like geez. so i like thought about it and i'm like on oh, the morning i have like a yogurt parfait thing or maybe a jamaican patty for lunch i'll have like if I'm at work a salad, if I'm at home like a Jamaican patty and and then for dinner I'm having like pasta or rice and then the personal trainer was like or a Jamaican patty. (laughs) She already knows. I was like (laughs) oh my god. It, like, it like it wasn't until I said it out loud to another human being that I was like, oh my god, I'm garbage, right? Which is, <laughs> full circle, going back to like, you talking to your boyfriend at the end of the day, yeah. you kind of like,
1: reflect on your day and true, you're like, true. oh, I should do better for myself. Whereas like, I'm just shoving my face with Jamaican patties. <laughs> okay, that's interesting because it segues into one of my points. <laughs> I felt like I became an adult when I moved out, uh, like living alone downtown. And, cooking was something that I struggled with. Mm -hmm. And I remember coming to you being like, what do you usually cook? And you told me garlic salt and Cajun seasoning were like your go-to. And I went out and bought those two and I put it in every single meal I had. I remember that in second year. (laughs) Don't Um, listen to me. (laughs) Meanwhile, this girl's Pizza Pocket and Jamie can patties. (laughs) No, I cook. No, yeah. So (laughs) my defining adulthood moment was when I learned how to cook and the meal prep.
0: Oh and did you feel also, proud of yourself?
1: I was so proud. But hey. also like going out to grocery for the first time, I was lost. Like I didn't know what's a ripe watermelon, a good tomato, like I didn't know any of that. The Asian method of slap it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I slapped <laughs> I squeezed and slapped everything.
0: <laughs> so going off of that, learning how to cook yeah. and figuring out how you're gonna like self-sustain yourself. Mm-hmm
1: not really knowing what you're doing, but trying your best. How did you feel when you first moved out? Was that your beginning of adulthood, you know?
0: When I first moved out, I think it was kind of adulthood, but it was also kind of not. I feel like when I first moved out, wow, I moved out. I have my own place. I have Mm -hmm. to cook my own meals. My parents also visit every weekend and give me groceries, but I'm cooking by myself. I can just be like a college kid and like just order food whenever i'm lazy Mm. but i have the ability to cook and I have the ability to meal prep, which I did. So it was, like, the meal prepping that made me feel like an adult, like, mm-hmm. learning recipes. Yeah, like, being self-sufficient. Yeah. Yeah. Like, knowing what's healthy, what's not healthy. And
1: balancing. And I used balancing. to do, like, meat, veggie, and carb. You yeah. gotta
0: balance that shit. <laughs> and then for snacks, like, always vegetable and fruit. Mm-hmm. Getting the good stuff in. But then it's, like, not as adult when, like, you know that when you're lazy, you're probably gonna go to, like, Blaze Pizza. Or, like...
1: Blaze is already pretty good.
0: Or, like, you're, you're living
1: a pizza
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the five dollar pizza is my god or now you're living alone but you're also gonna pull all-nighters oh my god yeah like so many all-nighters like University. so stupid and irresponsible yeah and then some more almost adult struggles you're trying to pay your own rent and you know like being an adult paying mm-hmm. your own rent but your parents stop to help you because it's two grand to live in a closet yeah in toronto Oh yeah, you realize that you suddenly have to start paying for everything. Yeah. Like, for example, rent, your bills, internet, transportation, your food, hobbies.
1: I feel like a single thing. Budgeting was a huge part of adulthood. Yeah. Especially, Working with money and like figuring out where your income comes from, and then like how you're spending it, how you're saving it. Like, that was
0: it's help. <laughs> every weekend, you have to debate whether or not you want to be a grandma and stay inside, or if you want to be a party kid, basically a hooligan, <laughs> and go out. Like, every time I stayed in on a Friday night, I was like, oh my god, is this what it's like to be an adult? I'm aging. Really, you I'm felt doing that? nothing. Yeah.
1: Um, I did not. I was like really? I embodied the grandma life. I think real you are quick. grandma life. Yeah, staying in on Fridays is fine with me, but I have my own ways of entertaining myself.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. Cause every time I'm in on, on a Friday night, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so old. See, sometimes I be living my life. Sometimes
1: I think about like I want to get out and you know do the clubbing scene, go to the bars, go to Big Trouble. I've never been yet, <laughs> but then. I go clubbing, actually, with my friends. And I'm like, okay, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm done for, like, a month. Thanks. <laughs> After one one
0: go? Yeah. That's hilarious. But, yeah, when I do go out, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm a party animal. <laughs> I'm out of control. I'm irresponsible. Oh my God, I'm irresponsible. I'm going to get fired. My parents are going to disown me. Oh, my God.
1: Shots are so bad for my health. What is this, like, adulthood image of going against fun? Like I feel the need to hide all of my like partying or just going out with friends, having fun from my work people or from my parents. But, like, my white people talk about wine all the time. They're like,
0: woo! It <laughs> feels so irresponsible.
1: Yeah, but then I feel like I need to prove myself to be responsible. Yes, But it's I think so it's stupid. Because I think
0: it is that. Like, even proving my yourself.
1: older coworkers don't do that. And they're all about, like, oh, have some drinks. But I think it's because yeah.
0: they already passed their point of that.
1: That's true, that's true. Like, or we're maybe, still in the moment of like, proving ourselves. Like, I
0: wonder... Because I think for us, like, we've always had that mindset of, like, you have to be professional. You have to hide your tattoos Mm. and and never show your shins
1: or your knees. (laughs) I used to look at friends who drink black coffee. You know who you are. And I'm like, your soul is black. (laughs) You have no soul. (laughs) But then now, I actually take a lot less sugar in my everything. Not as sweet wine. I like not as sweet coffee. And I'm like, holy shit, my soul's going bitter. (laughs) (laughs) Stop! Do you actually feel that? I
0: do. (laughs) Everything is bleak and dreadful. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Oh my gosh. You're still allowed to do that, okay? (laughs) I love juice.
1: (laughs) It's interesting, like, this list of things. I kind of also have to roll my eyes at this word, adulting too because i read this article and it's gotten in my head now (laughs) oh
0: adulting (laughs) yeah
1: because so this article is from cosmopolitan it's not very serious but they talked about how the word adulting is very overrated on social media like millennials are using this for basic everyday tasks me like i have fresh laundry hashtag adulting me and folding my laundry adulting i cooked one meal I took care of myself, adulting. So like the tone of this article was basically saying that growing up is now optional for millennials. Like even for us, even for us, our parents are still in our lives. Whereas I think back in the day, it was kind of like, oh, you get out and you're like alone. Like you figure your shit out. I don't know for sure, but they made, is that a
0: stereotype though? I feel like that's a stereotype.
1: Maybe it is a stereotype, but the way that we're behaving, it is seeming like growing up is optional. And that many don't have to pay for rent or get groceries. Like, tons of our friends probably have never grocery shopped in their their life at our age. And so... If you're 24 and you haven't grocery shopped, what are you doing? Not shaming. Asking. You need to understand which fruits are ripe. Your parents are old, man. (laughs) Anyway... The hashtags on social media tend to imply that growing up is a hobby or a choice and not a necessary growth.
0: Imagine growing up as a hobby. I would not want to do
1: that. (laughs) Get me out of this (laughs) hobby. (laughs) And then, oh, so this was interesting because according to a scan of Twitter tweets, women use hashtag adulting more than male counterparts. And because... That kind of makes sense. A study by Jesse L. Smith, a professor in the States she found that our society disapproves of women who brags about their accomplishments. What? So while men are perceived as confident or capable when they talk about, let's say they tweet about a work accomplishment versus a woman. So by us sharing that these adulting tasks that we're proud of it, Like, it's basically undermining our other accomplishments that we could be sharing on social media. Like, I don't know, something you did at work, or like you accomplished something for the first time. Like today, I did something for a deadline. It was my first time ever doing it in my career. But we don't post about that stuff. Instead, we post about, cooked a dinner for myself, hashtag adulting. Like it,
0: you know what that also is though? We're raised as girls to kind of like have things done for us. What do you mean? Like, I just always see for girls, we're always being raised as like having things done for us while guys are raised by the standards of having to do your own shit and get what you want.
1: That's true because example, it's like you're, the woman gets taken care of. of yeah. yeah, it's
0: like... Like guy, chivalry is
1: all built on that idea. Exactly.
0: Like my parents still have an expectation that... I should get married so then I can get a house with a husband Mm. instead of just... Like, obviously, I can't. But, like, instead of me getting my own house with someone, Mm. it's like you have to get a husband Mm. so you can both get a house. Like, it's the same situation. Like, you're still both being in a relationship and getting a house. Mm -hmm. But, like, on one hand, it's like, oh, you should get a husband so you can both get a house. Whereas a guy... It's like, oh, you should get a house to take care of your woman.
1: Mm, I see that.
0: I think there's like a lot of standards of guys being expected to take care of things. And and be more independent. And kind of have those checklist things off. While girls are just like expected to just like let the guy do it.
1: I wonder if it's also that women are more socialized by gender roles. Meaning like we are raised to be more proud of having home tasks done. So, things like laundry, cooking, like, oh. I was so proud of myself for doing that, but, like, tons of my guy friends probably don't even know how to cook, but that's not an issue for them.
0: Or they do know how to cook, but that's not really, like, a good job for you. So, so they don't mm-hmm. post So, about they don't it. post about it, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I just, it was oh interesting <laughs> that this article, like, had a feminist perspective to it, where it was, like, adulting might have different definitions between men and women. And that really got me thinking, mm-hmm. like, my our versions of adulting, like, is pretty universal, I think, like paying the bills, being independent. It's 2020. Yeah, but then we were also thinking about, oh, when I first cooked and grocery by myself, that was like a moment of proudness. But how many guys are doing that? Like they might just be living in dirt and not cooking and they're fine with that. That doesn't define their adulthood at all.
0: That's interesting. We need a
1: male perspective again. (laughs) Jeff, get back on the podcast.
0: No, you know what I want? I want an older person to be on this podcast because here's the thing I feel like us as fresh 24 year olds and 23 Mm -hmm. year olds we are a little bit stressed and anxious about the whole stepping into the world right Mm -hmm. but then I talk to my friends that are like older and they're kind of figuring the same things out as I am but they've just been doing it for longer longer and it's fine I have friends who finally got their first career career job Mm -hmm. now and they're like they are older than I am. But in a way they seem happier than I am because they had to go through so many other pathways Mm. before they got to interior design, right? Mm. And now they realize that yes, this is their passion and they seem like so much more like fitted Mm. for the position. Whereas like I'm just kind of wobbling my way through. (sighs) Like yeah, I made it here. But is my quality of happiness the same as theirs? Probably not. I'm probably Mm. a little bit less happy because I'm still figuring my things out. So I think the way that we're feeling, it's going to go on for a long time. It's just eventually we're going to get used to it and understand that this is just the way that it is. And eventually all these experiences will fall into place. I think
1: part of that anxiety comes from the fact that we want to rush it. Yeah. And for people who have accepted that they're not going to rush it and, like, this is the path that they're on, Mm. I think they have a better time or much better happiness scale than (laughs) the people who are trying to rush it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Which is why I want to have someone older come in. Because when I talk to people like my age about these topics, they kind of tell me the same thing. Mm. And I will say the same thing to other people. But it doesn't really hit as hard until someone who is older someone who's been through it mm. can sit down with you and say yeah this <laughs> is how it is yeah and you're gonna have to be fine with it and it's gonna be okay yeah like well, I think coming from that actual perspective makes it much more accepting and easy to yeah it's like, comforting like, like more comforting yeah. yeah
1: speaking of looking forward into the future I guess what did you think when you were a kid what was adulthood going to feel like
0: you know what I think a, as a kid, felt like it was going to be a lot of knowing exactly what you want mm. and how to get it.
1: Absolutely. Certainty. Certainty. Certainty.
0: Yeah. That's the main word. Freedom to do whatever you want Mm -hmm. financially freedom Mm -hmm. like you're now not under the rule of your parents you get to really like live out your dream right Mm -hmm. so i always thought adulthood was like this is when things come together i have the freedom i have the resources and i have the knowledge to get exactly what i want and figure my life out reality check so much uncertainty (laughs) broke as
1: fuck (laughs) i'm worried about my parents (laughs) i do like that you you said knowledge because when i was young i always wanted to just accumulate more knowledge and experience Mm -hmm. i always looked up to the adults in my life like teachers or coaches or whatever they always seemed to have a different perception of what i was not thinking of so if i had a problem and i went to them for help they always thought about it in a different way and i was like how did you, where did that come from? Like how? And then he's like, well, you just go through life and you everyone has their own experiences and every adult is going to have a different answer for your problem, but that's just how life goes. And I, I just admire that fact that like with your own accumulated experiences, you'll come up with your own conclusions throughout life. And I just wanted time to move faster to be, yeah. like get to that accumulation, you know? I want to know it all. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think a big part of, as a kid, looking up to growing older was kind of like the teenage years. Like I was kind of looking forward to high school Mm. because you know, in shows like that's like when everything happens, right? Like first kiss, first relationship, first job, first everything. People get into wild situations, right? Like I think I looked forward to high school a lot because I was like, this is when I'm going to make mistakes. This is when I'm going to learn things. This is going to be experiences mm. on experiences. By the time I become an adult, I'm going to be so good with handling things. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I get into high school and I'm like, wow, I hate it here. Everything <laughs> sucks. Everyone sucks. Not to mention you're also I'm hormonal. I'm not doing anything. I'm hormonal. Boys suck. Yeah. Like, I think there was just not as much growth as I thought. Yeah. That I feel like now as an adult, I feel a little bit underdeveloped. What? Which Which <laughs> is weird because I'm always the type to be like, no, it's okay that you don't know. You're going to learn, right? But I think it was just my self-expectation that I was going to learn everything and then adulthood and was going to be easy. That. I'm kind of still learning things that like, I, in quote, should have learned earlier. Mm. But honestly, this is just how life is. And, yeah. you, and you shouldn't feel shameful for it. Yeah.
1: When I was in high school, I thought adulthood was like such an empowering experience. Mm-hmm. When I thought about me as an adult, I, for some reason, I always imagined myself in negotiations. And like wearing a suit or something and oh like God. being a boss bitch about it like Stop. if i'm at a car dealership and i'm like listen here you're gonna give me the best deal ever ceo <laughs> boss lady like yeah. i always like imagine myself in very professional clothing and just like you know in suits or in i'm watching how to get away with murder just like all these law firms these powerful women law figures just arguing the heck out of their court case cool. and i just always wanted to be that confident so Confidence. when I was in high school, I was like, I want to be empowered. I want to be speaking concisely and straightforward and clear. I want to negotiate and persuade everybody the way you're that people do. You are doing very well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are Thank doing you. so well. You sound so smart. Everybody, tell Ella how
1: smart she is. She's so no, smart. No, 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 I still have a long way to go. But <laughs> yeah, it, that was like to me peak adulthood when you can just ah. be unapologetic about what you're saying. And you know what you're saying because you have the experience knowledge to back it up. Like, peak. <laughs> I wanna get there. <laughs> Dang, bro. <girl. laughs> you're
0: just trying to know everything. I'm just trying to live everything. <laughs> My God. So, now that we know what adulthood looked like for us as kids, how does actual adulthood feel to you right now? Like, what does it look like to you right now?
1: Like you said, a lot of uncertainty. <laughs> Because with all this freedom, it's just so chaotic all of a sudden. Before, it was, okay, you can go to high school, you go to university, and that's sort of where I stopped for my goals. And then all of a sudden, once I got out, I was like, okay, I got my career started, at least. What now? Continued education? Masters? What masters? It just blew up my face. And I know I want somewhere down the line, I want a car, I want a house, I want... I do want kids one day but like how far away is that and what do I do until then? It takes a lot of self-reflecting after graduation to like reset yourself.
0: I kind of feel the same especially with the chaotic and the crazy. Mm -hmm. I also feel a lot of hope and dread at the same time. For what? Dread because it's like oh my god like what am I gonna do next? There's so much I have to still figure out. I don't love what i'm doing i don't love who i am i don't love how i am mm. but then i'm hopeful because you have the power to figure it out you have the power to plant the seeds and let it grow and invest and figure things out mm. and there's so so much time ahead of you to like be a person
1: yeah it's crazy cuz i always feel like i'm running out of time yes for some reason but in hindsight when i was thinking about this 30s seem far away right now, but I have coworkers who are in their 30s. But then thinking forward, like 40s, I've never even thought about. I don't know what I'd look like during my 40s. Probably wrinkly. But. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> the same, but two
0: additional wrinkles, because you're Asian.
1: <laughs> two additional wrinkles. A do no raisin <laughs> yeah like I never thought about as far as 40s but for some reason I'm always like by 30 I am done like I'm gonna That's have a family of like oh my god I need to I need to reach that peak soon no it just it's so like anxiety inducing but I don't know why why
0: because like I think before there was like a lot of rush and like yeah this is my life timeline right but now I'm like There's so many things that I still have to do. I don't want to get married yet. You know what it is?
1: (laughs) It's a balance between your goals and expectations. Because I think expectations can be really toxic. But goals, whether you reach it or not, does not define whether or not you're a failure. And I have trouble with that. Because once I set a goal, it becomes an expectation. Is that dangerous? It's pretty dangerous. Which is why I'm like rushing everything, I think.
0: Yeah, no, that's scary. That's yeah. scary.
1: But like, I love that my mom believes in Buddhism, and she always tells me, you know, your fate will decide. Just let life take you wherever it takes you. I love Buddhism. And I love that, like, free thinking. It's funny because she tells me to have less goals. <laughs> She's like, life is going to take you somewhere. Because Just go with it. Goals are going
0: to lead to suffering.
1: What? <laughs> Explain. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, technically, I don't know this for a fact, but if you set like really high goals for yourself, then oh, you're like, gonna have a lot of. Goals. Then you're gonna have a lot of suffering to reach those goals, and like if you don't reach them, and like the fear of if you don't reach them, right? I think with Buddhism, it's a lot like let things take you where it will. If you kind of want to go this direction, go this direction. <laughs> if you want to go that direction, go that direction. There's a lot of beauty oh, in that, though. The moment has passed. I'm going to go that direction. <laughs>
1: like so zen. But speaking of parents, I wanted to also address, I think with adulthood comes with worry for your parents.
0: So many worries. I think worries. you and I
1: talked about this a little bit where... Last, um, week, last two weeks ago. Yeah, because you realize that us getting older means our parents are also getting older. And that really scares me.
0: And then we have the responsibility to like take care of them. Or maybe... be there for them. Even
1: like personal expectation too. Because I definitely feel like they gave me so much as a kid now when do I return that favor and yes exactly. comes and come adulthood that's when I feel like I should give back but how <laughs>
0: yeah like we definitely had this conversation like two weeks ago I was getting nervous because they are getting older right in a way like some expectations from myself but also from them i think especially as children of asian immigrant parents yeah there's a lot of expectation in like when they grow old like we need to be financially stable enough to have a house Mm -hmm. and then take in the parents and take care of them ourselves Mm -hmm. and not shove them into an elderly senior
1: home it's interesting my parents this is when i realized i need to take responsibility My parents told me that they enrolled in senior home now because there's a 10 year wait for you to get in there. Like they've checked it out already. They went for a visit. They're like, we love it. It's kind of Asian. So we'll feel comfortable there. And they already signed up for the line to get in. And I was like, oh my God, why? I would want you to maybe live with me. Maybe like (laughs) I'll consider it. But then I never thought that far, you know? Still. fill out an application. (laughs) (laughs) No, but when they told me, I was like, oh my God, no. Why did you decide that? And she said, well, you know, when you get married, that person might not be Asian or even if they are Asian, we just don't want to intrude. So like we're planning our future and you plan your own. And I was like, but she also said just because they're lining up doesn't mean they, they didn't pay anything. Like they don't have to go in. So she was like, well, if it comes down to it, you bought a big house and you want us to live with you and take care of your grand, their grandkids, then fine. Then we'll just drop out of the line. But it's just like covering their own asses. And I was like, no, (laughs) now I put this own self-pressure like, okay, now I need property. I don't want them to go into senior home, you know, Your,
0: your parents.
1: Oh, my God, my heart. Oh,
0: my God. We're going to spend the last few moments of the episode crying. Your parents are so sweet. My parents are judging me because I don't have boobs and therefore can't get a house and therefore they can't live with me. And now their retirement plan is screwed. Side road. Derail. So when I turned... Twenty-one. my mom came into my room and she started giving me a bunch of compliments and that's when you know something's fishy like when <laughs> asian parents give you compliments with like no forewarning mm,
1: they want something fishy fishy mm-hmm. fishy
0: um so my mom comes into my room she closes the door and she sits on my bed while i'm on my desk and she's like so jenny uh, you know, I think you're really beautiful. You have long legs. You have long hair. Your eyes are big. You're like a pretty decent height. You're pretty tall. I'm not tall. I'm 5'4". Um, as soon as she said all of these things, I'm like, oh my God, what do you want from me? I put down my phone. I stop whatever I'm doing and I give her my full attention. I'm like, mom, what are you saying? now? And she's like, yeah, you've got it all. There's just one problem, your chest is small. <laughs> and at that point, I died. I completely, I could. Did you li- laugh? I laughed so hard. <laughs> I laughed in her face, and she doesn't even react. Like she doesn't even flinch. And I'm like, Mom, you know why? Because you have small boobs. <laughs> and, and genetics. And, and, That's like, homework. And like, I just thought it, this was like a roast fest. Like, hey, let's like shit on Jenny's <laughs> life. And then she's just like, no, but it's true. Like you have small boobs and like you're at the age when you're finishing school and you're going to be getting a job, right? (laughs) Um, Which means you should look into dating. But you know, you have small boobs and guys don't like small boobs. They like big boobs, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, how are you going to get a guy? Like you need a man. And then once you start dating, you can pull your money together and get a house. And is she pimping you out? She's fucking pimping me out. And that's going to be so nice when you get a house because me and your dad can go live in it. And your big boobs can be. I'm like, mom, I don't know if you'll be able to fit in the house. Like, there's going to be me, my husband, my left boob, my right boob. Like, there's, I think that's like. All the bedrooms are taken before, like occupancy load. Anyways, but yeah, she was just like so concerned about my boobs because I'm not gonna get a house, and therefore I foiled my mom's retirement plan with my lack of boob. Oh, and then she very kindly suggested a boob growth exercise.
1: Oh my gosh, do tell. (laughs) I want to get in on this. Shut up. You have a man. I don't. I mean, like, you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's just
0: basically you have your arms stretched out beside you, uh-huh. straight outwards. You're doing a straight T yep. position. And then with your elbows, you just bend them so that your your hands are in front of you, not above your head, just in front of you, just in 90-degree angles. <laughs> and then you put your arms together towards your chest so that your arms overlap each other. And then you come back out. So you're, like,
1: flexing your chest muscles.
0: And then you're going back in. But remember, your other hand needs to be on top this time.
1: Oh. Yeah. You don't want uneven boobs. Yo, you don't want
0: uneven (laughs) boobs. That's what my mom literally said to me. And so I humored her. I was like, sure, I'll do that. So then I started doing it in front of her, just to humor her. Like, Uh like this. Mom, she's like, no, 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 Stop, 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 stop. You're doing it way too aggressively. (laughs) you're gonna like, become beefy you're gonna become a man oh my god and i was just like mom what the fuck and so she's like i want you to do it as slow as you can <laughs> yeah so if anyone wants me to spread the mama lang boob growth secrets kim kardashian but your for your chest <laughs> message us on instagram we need a tutorial i will do a video if enough of you message us on instagram okay we'll do a
1: boob growth
0: <laughs> i will do a a boob growth workshop so after the story fast forward to about three weeks ago my mom comes over again and she has an ipad and she shows me a youtube video she's like here this is for you and i'm watching this youtube video and this it's just this vietnamese woman in a sports bra talking in vietnamese i barely understand what she's saying and i literally look at her and i'm like mom are you teaching me how to grow my boobs again she's like yes just watch the video (laughs) I'm like, okay, she's getting desperate. Comes with adulthood. I know, she's getting desperate. Oh my god. After this um, fun boob story (laughs) and how I'm disappointing my parents... So if there's anything that you guys would be interested in us exploring, maybe it'll uncover some inappropriate stories. (laughs) Yeah. Anything that you are maybe struggling with or more interested about Mm. hearing our perspectives, let us know. We have our Instagram at thecuriosityshift and also our email the curiosity shift at gmail.com mm-hmm.
1: and on anchor you can also leave us a voicemail which we can potentially include in the podcast <laughs> Except all
0: of you are shy. <laughs> uh, no, but thank you so much for everyone who's still listening and everyone who's showing us support through these times. Remember, the best thing that
1: you could do to support us is listen to our podcast. And share with friends or on your stories, and also give us a rating. Yeah, with, on Woo. whatever podcast
0: platform that you listen to. Yeah. That'd be super, super helpful to us, and we'd be forever grateful. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you in two
1: weeks. That's the end of our shift. Goodbye. Bye.